Result, the government is considering single shots of the COVID-19 vaccines for those living in rural and interior areas. Now, Malaysia so far have only bought in the double-dose or two-dose vaccines. Wonders vaccines like the Johnson & Johnson and Russia's Sputnik V or Sputnik V aren't here in Malaysia yet. So what does this mean for those in the rural areas? Um, thank you very much, Asha. Deputy Health Minister Dr. Noazmi Ghazali said that the government is likely to use the single-shot vaccine from China, from China, but so far Malaysia has not received it yet. And and the Communications and Multimedia Minister Datuk Saifuddin Abdullah has said that all parties, um, including public and also private agencies, um, need to come together to make um, a successful um, phase two of the COVID vaccination program. So I think there's a mix of uh, trying to get that vaccine, the CanSino from China, and also making sure that uh, if we have to resort to the two-dose vaccines, um, then we have to make sure that the success of the phase two is there. And in February, Science and um, um, Technology Minister KJ uh, cited a study suggesting that the Pfizer um, COVID-19 vaccine is 85% effective yeah. after a single dose, and that could be a game changer. So I think right now we're still looking at different options, and um, if we have to resort to the um, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, it's uh, just one dose is 85, 85% effective after a single dose, and it could be a game changer. So I think we're still waiting for more um, information to come in um, with um, regard to that. But the issue with the Pfizer-BioNTech one is that it's the temperature that needs to be super cold, super low. Mm. You, you can't. It's hard to get it to the rural mm. uh, pedalaman areas, right? Yes, um, but I think I also believe that the other vaccines that we're getting, Sinovac and also the vaccine from AstraZeneca, um, they perhaps require a, a bit more um, regular temperature as opposed to the extreme temperature required by the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. So I think we've got that option as well. Um, the, the the thing now is to ensure that if we go to the rural and the uh, these very remote areas, we have to make sure that everyone that gets vaccinated, and it has to be, it cannot be done over and over again. So if there's one trip to go there, it has to be an efficient trip. Also, if we can go there just one time, count him, everyone. Uh, yes, right. yes, yes. Otherwise, they'll have to commandeer all the sort of like uncle ice cream trucks and, and ref, re, refit the <laughs> yeah, fridges out the back, over right? And over again, and it's yeah. very cumbersome to do that, mm. right? Yeah, so it's not efficient that way, mm. right? Yeah. So, with so many vaccines from all over the world coming into Malaysia, should the Malaysian public care which vaccine they're getting? Mm. Does it matter? I think Asia WHO has said over and over again that there's currently a shortage, uh, a shortage of vaccines across the globe. And according to Dr. Joshua uh, Barokas uh, from the uh, Boston Medical Center, um, the more people who get vaccinated, the lower. Uh, everybody's risk becomes and and regardless of which vaccine you get um it's it's best you just get the vaccine that the ones you can get immediately so there's no such thing as i prefer vaccine a over vaccine b the the issue here the the, the key thing to remember here is that if you go to the vaccination center they probably have only one type of vaccine and you get what you're given so refusing a vaccine could also deny the vulnerable people from getting vaccinated right so any vaccine is better than no vaccine yes a big bugbear for a lot of people motorcyclists with loud exhausts yes right? mm-hmm. um, those with those on their machines will be issued notice 114 and called up for an interview by the road transport department instead of a summer being issued. Now, how does Notice 114 impact motorcycle riders in Malaysia if they're held up for an interview? Now, according to the Free Malaysia Today, Notice 114 is a notice for interview um, for the purpose of investigations and information gathering. And those who receive the notice must appear at any JPJ branch office to assist with the investigation. And Transport Minister uh, We 
Lee Ka-Siong said that there was a meeting held between the IGP of police and the JPG director to coordinate the advocacy, uh, advocacy action as the move also involved the traffic police. Um, government has imposed a summons of up to about 2,000 ringgit and imprisonment not exceeding six months on motorcycle owners who modified their vehicles uh, with loud exhaust. exhaust so yeah. I think mm. the, the, the advocacy part of that action is very, uh, is, I think it's a good decision and it shows that these different organizations, different agencies are very, I think they want to find a good solution as opposed to just summon, uh, issuing summons to these motorcyclists, right? Yeah, because the thing, I, I think they were like, if you uh, issue us a summons and then if you think Take away our bikes. Most of them are like delivery riders and whatnot. It would affect their their income. I was reading somewhere. Uh, uh, yes, yes, and I, I believe President uh, that is I mean, they said that that uh, do not seize the motorcycles. Uh, I think because it is important for these people to continue to have their motorcycles to survive and to make a uh, to make a living. So I think there has to be that balancing act between enforcing that um, that uh, act governing the modification of motorcycles and also looking at the current situation where people are depending on transportation um, to cars or motorcycles uh, to uh, earn a living. So I think we have to find or strike that balance between enforcing that and uh, making sure people can continue to make a living. Why did this even come up in the first place? Though? I mean, like, we've had all these problems in the, in the years, past before right? anyway. Yeah, Why is that. it now? Well, I think it's, it's the pandemic and also it's the wanting to enforce the regulations related to the modification of uh, vehicles with loud exhaust. Um, so under the Road Traffic Act, the police are empowered to seize motorcycles to prevent the same offence from recurring. So now, because more and more people are doing uh, these food delivery services, so I believe um, this discussion is coming up again because if you take away again, if you take away the motorcycles, how are they going to perform and, and do their work? So so I think that is why we are discussing right. this again. Yeah. A little bit of a chicken and egg situation here because if you... We want to solve this problem with the yeah. loud motorcycles, but then if you take it away, then they can't they can't earn a living. So it's just like mm. one after another, yeah. right? They should yeah, actually yeah. give a sort of a time frame, right? You've got to undo all your you know your exhaust pimping, right? Yeah. You have this time frame to do it and comply by this time. After which you will be fine right. or something I, like that. Is that, that what a notice is for? That's a good approach. I think that's a good approach, Asha, because I think if, if to be fair, you have to give them a, a period for them to undo what they've done. And then if they fail to do that, so then summons can be issued. So yeah. I think that's a good approach. But, you know, when it comes to law enforcement, I guess um, the IGP, uh, the police, the PDRM, and the other um, um, uh, stakeholders, I think, I believe they, they would, get more information from this yeah. uh, advocacy mm, yeah. um, uh, exercise that they will do. Basically, give them one more chance at this, basically, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Right? I think even the police, they're just exhausted with this exercise. <laughs> police have opened an investigation paper into alleged breaches of COVID-19 standard operating procedures during Celebrity Nilofar's wedding. Now, what is the correct SOP for weddings during this CMCO? According to the NST in March, and this was published in early March, uh, Senior Minister Cluster, uh, Security Cluster, Dato Sri Ismail Sabri, um, states that the social events, including wedding receptions, uh, engagement ceremonies, are all uh, okay. And um, the outdoor wedding receptions allow, are allowed to take place but uh, he stressed that public uh, must follow standard operating procedures SOP including physical distancing and the need to make sure that not to crowd the event so Ismail Sabri uh, also said that the premises in CMCO areas could have 50% of 
patrons um, based on its capacity, while premises in RMCO areas um, could have uh, the number of patrons based on the size of the premises after taking into consideration the requirement for physical distancing. Right, right. So briefly, social distancing, mask up, and also not to crowd the areas. I think, I, I believe these were the things mentioned. So it's not about how many people, it's how many people the place can accommodate. Right. Accommodate and also social distancing. So I, I believe the photos that circulated on social media, um, perhaps the guests were sitting a bit uh, close to, 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 to each other. So I think that was the, the thing that um, people picked on. Yeah. And also there was a, I think, I don't know whether it's the same case where during the photo session, uh, they took off their masks and then they said, we only took off the masks for... Uh, a short while and then it was just uh, to take a photograph everybody should be taking to be wearing a mask at all times right yeah so that's a very tricky thing so you believe that you are amongst family members friends and you believe you are you have this false sense of security that we know these people mm. and, we, and we believe that these people could be healthy so mm. i think people they take uh, it easy when it comes to going out with their friends or family members because i think they they, they, they think that these people are healthy yeah yeah they know these people so so false sense of security or they live yeah, in the same pod or they live in the same pod i mean yeah, you know okay. what i mean they that, live in the that, same house yeah. Uh, yeah okay i get it yeah but regardless i mean the sops are there and you want to take photos and you want to people i mean i mean this is in general right people mm. want to take photos people want to upload it on the social media social media so you have to set a good example especially if you are of a certain caliber so i believe if you do that other people will also follow suit so so i i think that's we have to discuss it as well yeah now if found guilty though what would be the charges for breaching the sop hmm. dawangi police chief uh, ac uh, assistant commissioner mohammad zainal abdullah said that the investigation paper had been opened under section 21 of the prevention and control of infectious diseases act 1988 act uh, 342 and i believe the fine for breaching the sop would be the 10000 ringgit fine the much dreaded 10000 ringgit Each, fine yeah, but, yeah. but i th- because i think a lot of people talked about it and um uh, that you know these people should be fined um, 10000 ringgit but i th- i leave it to the enforcement uh, agencies to to mm. look at that but i think the bigger question is how do we stop more and more people now that um, weddings are allowed, wedding ceremonies are allowed, how do we stop more and more people from from doing this? Because the fine is one thing, but stopping the disease, especially when we're doing really good right now, we're chatting about 1,000-ish cases per day. So yeah. we have to make sure that that can stay. Malaysia will once again become a high-tech investment-focused destination as it will soon receive investment from a foreign company who had agreed to open its first overseas plant in Malaysia for the production of luxury cars. Now, how will this foreign direct investment benefit Malaysia's economy? International Trade and Industry Minister Datuk Sri Azmin Ali said that investment involves, uh, this investment would involve precision engineering, which means that, uh, you know, we probably is one of the most expensive car makers in the world will be in Malaysia. It will bring the know-hows, that prestige and the high-tech job opportunities for Malaysian. And he said that ASEAN countries with large populations which could attract investments that are labour-intensive. So, um, Malaysia as a country, as a smaller nation, uh, must ensure that our human capital has high quality tech skills to move the country forward and to attract more high quality and high uh, tech investments. So the thing is though, with Mm -hmm. COVID-19, 
A lot of companies mm-hmm. were forced to downsize, yeah. s- shut down. Will this be the one that spurs a new economy again? Because at one point, Malaysia was very, very much uh, involved in plantations. And then at one point, we moved into high tech with buying Lepas uh, free trade zone and whatnot. Yeah. Is yeah. this the next phase that just helps us to kick things back into, into focus, basically? I think this could be the next phase. You see, COVID-19 has exposed that if one country shuts down, other countries could not access uh, the the uh, supply so as simple as screw the nuts the bolts Ooh, and yeah, all yeah. that. Yes. I've heard stories about how some uh, engineers had to travel from Japan and from China carrying nuts and bolts right. in suitcases because they had to continue production. Yeah. So yeah. countries in Europe could not access these these smaller smaller parts. So I think it makes sense for them to start operating in other branch out and ensure that their production capacity could continue despite. The, the lockdowns or it's part of the lockdowns um, that happened in all these other countries. So it makes sense for them to open a, a manufacturing centre in other countries so they could ensure that their production could go ahead right. or continue uh, even if countries are going to shut down. And especially in Southeast Asia, in Asia, uh, we have high... Uh, many high net worth individuals. The middle class is also growing. So... It makes sense to open up a, a special, uh, well, a, a manufacturing center here, so they can address the markets faster and they can provide um, these products faster to these markets. So, like a satellite plant, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or else you have to wait for years and year, for months and months for these cars uh, or for these products to come from, say, countries like Europe and and other countries, um, and and that could hamper uh, demand for these products. So, the Economic Planet Unit or EPU has started receiving a list of proposals to draft the 2022 budget. Now, this budget's allocation is still unknown, but the EPU received applications from the ministries for further fine-tuning from April Mm -hmm. and finalised in August. Mm. So why is budget 2022 extremely important for us Malaysians? Well, this is the first budget to take us into that recovery and regrowth phase after COVID-19. We are targeting to vaccinate a huge number of the population by the end of this year. So next year, many economic activities could once again resume, especially sectors related to social distancing and the especially the tourism sector and don't forget the COVID-19 has exposed the systemic issues existing in many areas of the economy and uh, social of course uh, from education to tech infra these issues should be addressed in budget 2022 so that when we start next year we could you know restart and regrow the economy much stronger so this is important for us to go into next year planning is really important Okay. So what do you think will be the most heavily focused sort of financing areas post-pandemic? I think Minister in the PM's department, Datuk Sri Mustafa Muhammad, said that some of the applications which uh, were received involved uh, applications or allocations to improve infrastructure nationwide. The processes would begin at EPU and EPU will look at the list of priorities from the list that they've received. And after that, they will look at how the allocations will be directed to this um, request from these various parties. So I think EPU stated that construction of police stations, schools, hospitals, roads, uh, also maintenance of this infrastructure uh, right now. Okay. So I know most of it will be, will definitely be about GDP growth, but then tourism hugely uh-huh. affected mm. this, this time around. And then, uh-huh. of course, entertainment I don't know how much uh, entertainment actually contributes to GDP growth, but then the thing is, uh, as you, we, we all know, everyone in someone in the entertainment field who's been struggling, losing jobs and whatnot. I always mm. wonder how much focus does budget have 
when it comes to people in the entertainment industry you know what i mean well the past few years because it the, the entertainment industry was not really affected by uh, covid-19 i mean i mean this is the pre-pandemic period yeah, right yeah. so allocations were there but not as big as the uh, industry had hoped for so they wanted to be they wanted to have more money yeah Uh, and funds to help market the content overseas. So I believe with this, and more people are staying at home anyway. So and and more people they have the work from home and they consume more entertainment yeah. content. So I believe it should be more allocated to the entertainment industry or for the entertainment industry. And I believe if we do that, we can also get more quality, high quality content for the entire uh, world to consume. So now you have a lot of entertainment and uh, yeah, yeah. content cross border, right? So yeah. with the new norm, I I believe it's a good opportunity for us to market this content overseas so that people can consume them. Yeah, this is the time for us to push Malaysia out there because people are at home. Might as well let them yeah, watch Malaysian content, absolutely. right? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is also the time we need to start creating more as well. Yeah. Um, because of you know the deficit, we've watched everything. Yeah. So maybe we <laughs> should send in our application into the EPU to you know talk about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. 